ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable! It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. All righty. Well, hey, we're uh, we're only it's only half of us today. Andrew Major Kurth has gone AWOL. Um, apparently, he doesn't want to be on the podcast today. But we're we're making up for Andrew's absence with a very special guest who's uh, going to slum with us here on the WCHL podcast for a little while. He is the uh, head coach of the Arizona State Sun Devils, the NCAA Arizona State Sun Devils, formerly. Um, the head coach for the uh, ACHA Division One Sun Devils that uh, kicked butt and took names in the Western Collegiate Hockey League for the longest time, way back when, when we got, first got started. It's all the way from the desert. It's Greg Powers. Coach, welcome to our terrible little podcast. Well, I appreciate you having me on, Chris, and, and I disagree. I think you have a, a tremendous podcast, and it is my uh, pleasure and honor to be on your podcast. <laughs> You're so full of it. <laughs> oh, I love this. All right. Well, we've we've known each other for a little while now, a couple of years. You, you used to kick our butt all the time at uh, when I was helping out with Oklahoma and you were uh, running the ASU uh, Sun Devils of the ACHA before you graduated and you you know, <laughs> took them elsewhere. So tell me, tell me this, Greg. Um, I, I know you played in the ACHA, you coached in the ACHA, you won the ACHA national championship, and now you've developed a program from the ACHA into the NCAA. Why do you still care about the ACHA? It's, it's, I owe everything I have to it, you know, it, it, and that's the honest answer. It, it's, it's, uh, it's where I, I played, like you said, and, um, and grew a tremendous passion for college hockey. And, um, you know, I, I just, I just think it's the most pure level. I still think it's the most pure level of, of college hockey and, and hockey, you know, I mean, kids, kids that, that grind it out in the ACHA, they're doing it because they love the game so much. Um, they could be doing a million different things with their, 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 social lives in college, but, but, but they're held to high standards by a lot of really good coaches in that league. And, and they do it because they love the game and there's a lot of good players in that game. And I live that life as a player. And then I, I obviously live that life as a, as an assistant coach and a head coach. And, um, it's, it's a, it's a hard one, you know, it's, 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 it's harder more days than it's not. And, uh, and I'll always, always, I'll never forget where I came from and I'll always remember, um, you know, everything that I learned from, from being a part of that level. Wow. Look at that. That was, that's pretty, that's kind of sentimental there, Greg. I, I, <laughs> no clue. Oh, no clue. Well, let's talk about that. You, you, you grew up in Indianapolis. I don't want to go through the whole litany cause that's for other podcasts, other bigger, better, well-known podcasts, but Indianapolis, you go to ASU, you're a goaltender at ASU. Um, what a three time, uh, division one, all American goaltender at ASU, right? Yeah, I was I was I was not nearly as good as the accolades proclaim, <laughs> but um, 
uh, yeah, I, I, I had a decent run here as a player and, and, uh, you know, again, fell in love with everything that, that the league stood for and, and, uh, and, and loved my time as a player and took a ton of pride in building up a program as a player and, and with our coach Gene Hammett and we went to the first ever AC, ACHA division one national championship. When I was a player, we, we were the first team to ever beat Arizona when I was a player, they had a 68 game winning streak against us. And, uh, and, uh, so I had a blast. I loved it. What was that like? Um, and we, we talk like it's the olden days, but Holy smokes, it was like the late nineties. So there was only really two schools weren't there in the ACHA in the West. And it was U of A and ASU. It was. Yeah. And, and they were, they were tremendous. I mean, they were, they had that thing cranking where they were selling out, you know, 7,000 fans a night. They were the big show in town and, and, and had really, really good players. And, um, I mean, when I came to ASU, the goal was to not, uh, if, if U of A hung 10 goals on an opponent at home, then, then the crowd got free Whataburgers. So the goal was to not get Whataburgered, <laughs> let, alone, let alone beat them. Um, and I am proud to say I never did get Whataburgered. Really? Uh, yeah, and we we beat them in our in my freshman year, and then we, I think we split with them my sophomore year, and we swept them my junior year. So we we uh, we slowly but surely turned the tides, and, and it's something we're proud of. All all the guys I played with. No, what, what tell, tell me about that? What was that like? Because that had to be pretty daunting. You said they had a sixty eight game winning streak. Their coach at the time was the famous uh, the guy that started the program, Leo Golombieski, who was uh, known for his uh, not only his coaching but a lot of his antics. On and off the ice. I mean, that had to be uh, that had to be quite the. Uh, I don't know. I mean, did did you know this at the time as an eighteen, nineteen year old kid or a twenty one year old kid coming to ASU that U of A was the big dog there in the state? Uh, when I came in, obviously it was made abundantly clear how dominant they were, and the goal was to beat U of A. ASU just wanted to beat them one time, you know, and. And, and I'll never forget, I was a freshman. We had a senior, uh, uh, my backup goalie that year, was his name was Ross Steinberg. And I still see him playing men's league from time to time in local rinks. And Ross kept an article in his, in his, in his blocker every time we played U of A. And a quote in that article said, um, he cut it out from a newspaper, and Leo said, if ASU ever beats us, I'll retire on the spot. <laughs> and through the handshake line, Ross handed Leo the article. No way. And, uh, yeah, and Leo didn't retire, but uh, but he handed, he handed him the article. It was uh, it was pretty funny. So it, it it was it was it was a great experience. We we did it. We beat them at Oceanside, where we ironically still play today. Um, and it was so cold in Oceanside that 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 our captains after the game dumped a big Gatorade jug on our coach Gene Hammett, and, and the Gatorade had frozen into. And a tremendous block of ice in it, and it and it almost knocked Gene out. Um, <laughs> and it was it was a great memory. Wow! Now, did you did you ever uh, beat them down at the TCC? Uh, not that year, but the next year we did, and then and then the following year we swept them. My junior, year we we had swept them all uh, eight out of eight games. So we we took over that rivalry. Um, in a big way, you know, and, 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 uh, and we're really proud of it. Very nice. Very nice. Well, and then as you were, uh, coaching, you, you became, uh, what an assistant coach. I know that you assisted Jeremy Goltz there for a little while and then Goltz, left and you became the head man there at ASU. 
um, you created a, another streak there, didn't you? We did. It started with Goltzi, who's ironically a U of A grad. Um, but uh, in Goltzi's second year, I think we won our last few games, and then and then it it kind of parlayed into what was I five years as as an ACHA Division One head coach, and and we lost one game. You know, we I think we would be go sixty four and one against U of A, something yeah, like that. It was insane. Uh, Yep, it, it was. It was. Is we 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 owned them. We dominated them in every way, and it's uh, it it you know any any time I still see that jersey, it 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 makes me not angry. I want to say, but but you know, I I, I don't like them. You, you get know? fired up. Yeah, I don't like them. It fires me up, and and uh, I hope to see our ACHA program return to prominence in that rivalry very soon. Well, you um. Uh, you ran. You were there for the end of Coach Golombieski's reign in in Arizona, and I don't think his replacement that was Sean Hogan, who took yeah. over down there. I don't think Sean ever beat you, did he? He did. He's the one coach that did. He, so he was there, and it was the year we won the national championship. It was on our senior night. I think we 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 beat him up eight one the night before. Oh. And and then and then the series before that, Sean was ironically the assistant coach on the World University game team, and I had I think eight kids on that team. Yeah, and so we we went down to U of A, and they didn't have Sean, and I didn't have eight of our kids who were on the World University games team. We beat U of A thirteen to two without those kids, and then on senior night, um, it, it, it uh, they ended up beating us. We we outshot them, I think three to one. They scored two five on three goals, and we lost two to one. And uh, that was our second loss of that season. The first loss was to yeah. the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah. And uh, we paid the referees. I'll let you know now. We paid the referees really good. I, I, oh, I know, and uh, I know that. And so we lost two games, and um, and, and I always knew after that game like, how devastated our guys were. Our seniors were. We had kids that just really built up our program and were invested and, and, and cared so much that we are going to win a national championship finally. Cause they felt that pain before losing at nationals. And, and we asked them to bottle it up and remember how, how bad it felt to lose the U of a. And, and, and I was actually relieved. It was because I mean, there was a lot of close games and you play somebody eight times over the course of a season. It's, it's, I mean, it's kind of Murphy's law. You're going to end up losing eventually. That's, that streak kind of becomes a, a burden and a beast in, in and of itself, let alone playing against your rival. Now you've got to keep the streak going. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Now that you didn't have to worry about that and uh, instead you got to hold the cup over their head. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we went on to win a national championship that year and, and did some great things. And I think it was that loss that really propelled us and, and motivated us to, um, you know, stay focused throughout the the rest of the season, and, and the guys did it. I've seen some uh, some videos, maybe some Zoom videos, uh, since we're now doing uh, in these pandemic days some Zoom videos of Greg Powers. And every now and then, in the background, I see this uh, shiny cherry bowl. Um, I think it's there at your home office. Is that uh, so? That's where your the ASU ACHA Cup is. It is. It's 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 protected right here at my house, and I'm looking at it right now. It, it that that thing is near and dear to me. It, it, uh, it after we won that national championship, our all the players went to Vegas. Shocker, right? Yeah, shocked. The week the week after they got home, and and they took that with them, and they all carved their names into it with with a screwdriver or keys. I don't know what they did, 
the thing's dented up. It smells, and and it's sitting on my top shelf in my home office with all of the uh, the game pucks from that winning season, that championship season, are right next to it. The the thirty eight pucks of of all the games that we won with the national championship puck signed by the team and and a team picture uh, next to it. You know those guys. We haven't let them forget. We, we're where we are today, be, you know, because of a lot of a lot of kids that played here, but but largely in part because of that team and what we accomplished with with the sport at Arizona State. And um, I'm still close with a ton of those kids. I mean, it was two weeks ago. Jordan Young, Liam Norris, and Corey Chisholm came over, and uh, it's nice nowadays. You, you can you can barbecue with those guys and have some drinks with them and, and have some fun and tell stories. And they were just here two weeks ago. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And so, uh, I, I, one of the artifacts that I always loved about, uh, this, I never got to, I never got my hands on one, but I saw one in addition you were talking about, you have pucks and, uh, a picture and everything signed. I remember that you guys had koozies made up a seller championship koozies. <laughs> Holy smokes. I thought only in Arizona, you know, yeah. they get their priorities, yeah. right? They got championship koozies <laughs> made up. That was awesome. Well, I mean, you know, you got to give the fans what they want, you know, and, and, and the fans, after we won that national championship, I think the first game was against U of A, it was a packed house and they all got a, a championship koozie of exactly what they wanted. And I'm sure they all cherish that koozie to this day. <laughs> I'm looking on eBay every now and then I still try to <laughs> find one. Hey, let's talk about the world games really quick because come on. I mean, you said it, they took eight of your guys, but they didn't take you. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I it, it uh, I I think my my day would have come had we not elevated. But uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, looking back on it, it would have been a great experience. I would have loved to have been a part of it. Um, but uh, I, you know, I wasn't in the ACHA for that long. You know, I, I had some good success in it, but I was in it for five years as a head coach. I think my day would have come, but. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, looking back on it, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly now, now that I know what I know and, you know, gained some valuable experience, you know, over the, the course of the last decade or whatever. Um, when you take eight of your players and a head coach, boy, that, that, that's going to leave the team in a, in a interesting predicament back home. Right. Sure. And, yeah. and so, so I, I don't have any ill will towards that. You know, it, it, it is what it is. And, um, you know, but, uh, you know, who knows, maybe one day I'll, uh, I'll be able to coach that team. Well, you think if they, if they came around, uh, in, in future years, do you think, uh, and said, Hey, Greg, um, we're, we're banking on you not making the NCAA playoffs. Would you be interested in coaching, uh, the world games team with a bunch oh, of these club sure. knuckleheads? Do you think you'd be interested yeah. or would you say, oh yeah, I'm salt. I, w- I would do it in a heartbeat. I would do it in a heartbeat. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And, you know, I, and now that I'm coaching at it, you know, a higher level, so to speak. Um, I haven't lost sight of, of the talent at that level. It's, I mean, there's some really good players that play in the ACHA and I think I know how to connect with them and, and, and motivate them and get the most out of them. And, and I would love to do it. I would love to do it. It's in uh, Switzerland uh, coming up. That would have been nice to go to Switzerland in uh, January of 2021. Um, it's better than going to like Kazakhstan or, you know, nowhere china or wherever they've gone in years before 
But, yeah, that uh, would be the one. Well, that, would, that would be the one. It, it, I mean, are they taking applications? Where do I apply? <laughs> yeah, I, I might know somebody who knows somebody, so I, I can get you. <laughs> I can get you that form. Uh, send me some references and two passport size photos, and uh, we might be able to get make it happen. <laughs> but after that, though, after that big man, it's coming to Lake Placid. So, uh, oh wow, yeah, you don't even have to. You just got to go to the Finger Lakes, upstate New York. Don't even have to have a passport. Very cool. Yeah, so hey, we'll see, we'll see. But we, the reason I bring it up, that was, I, I always thought that was kind of a, I thought you got a raw deal on that because it was an old boys club. It was, you know, not uh, uh, not how good you are, but it was kind of like a who you know type of a thing. And Yeah, uh, you know, and you're probably right, but but you know, you, you know me a long time. You know, I don't, I don't care about the old boys club, you know. I, I, that, I know, uh, and, and that's why I bring it up. Yep. So it's, uh, that's, that's not what, that's not what wins championships and not what sustains success. And, um, you got to stay true to who you are and your players and then the rest takes care of itself. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. So let's, let's talk about those first uh, couple of years in the Western collegiate league. This is the WCHL podcast. Let's put some WCHL, um, content into this, uh, terrible thing. We formed the conference. You guys are awesome uh those for those first few years and uh you know obviously we we had to you guys were already mainstays along with a powerhouse oklahoma team a powerhouse uh central oklahoma team a uh an up-and-coming u of a team that you know finally had a a different person in charge and i think that's the reason why uh you know no knock on coach golombieski but not a whole lot of people there towards the end wanted to have anything to do with them yeah, um, you're right about that. Uh, but I know that you have a, you had a good relationship with them. Yeah, yeah, I did. Still, in in fact, you were you were you had such a good relationship with them that uh, I have a copy of his biography that uh, was provided and provided by you, signed by him. So that was, <laughs> that was so nice. Yeah, Leo. Leo was a piece of work. You know, it's funny. Like when we we elevated competitively as as an ACHA program, and he was done with U of A. He he kept in really close contact. I mean, I heard from him frequently. Um, and then the minute we went NCAA, I've not heard a peep since. Not Serious. One. Yep. So it's, it's, I, I don't know how he's doing. I hope he's doing well, but yeah. uh, he had a great run down there. There's no doubt. He did. He did. I'm surprised that uh, you would think after a little while they'd hang a name in the rafters up there. Cause there would be no hockey down in Tucson without him. I would hope one day they do. I think it's the right thing to do. I don't know if he would, be willing to, to go and, and be involved in, in any sort of ceremony. But that, that to me is irrelevant. He, he deserves to, I think, be recognized. He started that thing and, and it's still alive and, and doing great now. Chad's done a great job. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, he, he deserves to be recognized. He really does. He, he, he does. I, I would, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd hang a banner. I just put up one of those black jackets, a black jacket <laughs> with a black t-shirt and just uh, have it, have it laying up there near the top. Yeah, that'd be a good that'd be a good way to go. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, well, you mentioned that Chad's winning again down there at Arizona. The tide, the tide has turned. I mean, they've uh, you know there were some lean times there with ASU for a little while. Um, you know, when Coach Brown uh, took over the program after you uh, after you t- went to the NCAA, Josh Brown took over for a little while. Lean times for ASU, and now you have Tate Green in there, and he's bringing everything back. Uh, so, but in the interim, you know, Chad kind of, with his U of A program kind of snuck in there. How's that, uh, I mean, I, I, I know they're a rival. 
So that's in, as you said earlier, you know, you see that, uh, that, that Jersey and, you know, it fires you up. You want to beat them. Uh, but it's gotta be good, I guess, to have a good rival. You don't want to, cause that, that'll make you better. Or am I just off base? Yo, no, 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 you're, you're completely on base. It, 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 I'm happy for Chad because I know how difficult he has it and how hard he works to, to accomplish what he's accomplished. It's really impressive what he's done. Um, and, and I'm happy for him, you know, like the, the rivalry and the, and the hatred for their Jersey is never personal. It, you know, I've always respected a lot of their players and, and Sean and, and now Chad as people. Um, but, but the rivalry is, is it's innate in me, you know, and, and, uh, that's all that's about, but what Chad's done is impressive. It really is. And, and he's, I think he's capitalized on building that program, you know, in a, in a steady, uh, efficient manner uh, w- with with the resources that he has to work with, um, and in fairness to what's going on at, at ASU and Tate, um, you know the, the year after you know we elevated, ASU was ranked number one in the country for for a good portion of that year, and I don't think they lost to U of A. No, they did. They lost to U of A. I think a couple times, but they won the series, the season series. But they they went to nationals that next year and and i thought i didn't i don't think we left the cupboard bare we took a lot of players with us for that hybrid year but we left um quite a few players for josh to be successful with and 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 they were ranked number one in the country for a while you know and so um but what happened i think was 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 recruiting really halted in that transition phase and and tate's just building it back up and and I, I really believe last year that, that he would have got that team to nationals. And um, I watched them practice. I go talk to them. I'm actually their faculty advisor at ASU now. And so I, I'm, I'm still involved with them to some degree and um, have a vested interest in them, you know, reclaiming that rivalry and, and getting back to nationals and, and trying to win another national championship. So anything I can do, I will do. And, and Tate knows that we have a great relationship. I, I think the world of him, he's a really good coach. He cares. Um, he's the right guy for the job. I really believe that. He is a good guy. I was just talking to him about uh, an hour ago um, uh, on the telephone and I told him that we were going to be doing this. And I said, uh, give me something to bust powers about. And he goes, ah, I, I, I got nothing. He's awesome. You know, we get along great. And he, he basically echoed what you just said. And he mentioned that he had run into uh, your equipment manager uh, at the rink earlier today. And uh, I guess there's a, you know, they had a whole bunch of stuff, um, you know, some extra equipment that was uh, uh, not going to go used by by your team, the big team. And he said, uh, I guess, the equipment manager asked, Hey, you know, could you guys use it? And he was like, heck yeah, we can, you know? So he said, uh, he just mentioned that the relationship between, uh, your group there with the NCAA guys and his ACHA team is just really good. And he, uh, you know, the only question he had was when are you guys going to call up one of his ACHA players? But I figure that's, uh, going to be a while, <laughs> right? Only, only if yeah. there's dire circumstances. Yeah. You never know. It could happen. You know, if he keeps building it up and getting good players here, you never know. Yeah. Do you, um, do you, um, uh, have any, you talked about the relationship there with the men's team, uh, in the men's program with, with coach green. What do you have uh, a similar relationship or something going on with the women's division one team and Lindsay? Yeah, I do. Lindsay's done a great job. She's, she started that program from scratch. I, I sit on their board of directors and 
advise her when she needs advice and she calls on me to, to ask questions. Um, I'm a huge advocate and fan of uh, women's hockey. My daughter plays. She's 13 now. Um, and I coach her, her spring elite team that goes all over the place. And, um, and uh, I love, love women's hockey. Love it. Love coaching the girls. They listen. They are disciplined. They they just they they they're complete sponges in every way. Um, so I think Lindsay's done a tremendous job building that thing from scratch. I mean, every year they practice before us every day, and the 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 strides they've made, you know, and what she's done recruiting from day one till now, it's 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 it's, it's really impressive. Women's uh, women's hockey is really the uh, the growth area for the sport of hockey, especially college hockey right now. And yeah, uh, with ASU and what Coach Ellis has done with the ASU women's team, and I know that uh, Grand Canyon's got a women's team, and they're trying to get yep. more going uh, out west. So that's uh, it's pretty exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good good to know that uh, it's it's all one big happy family there at ASU, huh? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Something you like got that. Grand, Grand Canyon guys and ASU uh, grads. So Danny, Danny's doing a great job over there. What, what do you What do you think about that? Going to a different school as opposed to you know helping out there at uh, at ASU. What do you think about him going somewhere else and wearing different colors? I, I think I think it's tremendous. I mean, I, I think he he still holds a, an affinity for for ASU, but but he's got to do what he's got to do. He went and saw an opportunity to build a program and, and he's a full-time employee at GCU. He's a full-time hockey coach, you know, and, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, what 98% of the guys in the ACHA can't say that, you know, that's um, the truth. And, and, and Danny saw an opportunity and he pounced on it and he's taken full advantage of it. And, um, and I'm proud of him. He, he's done a great job and, and, you know, I, I want to see that program continue to grow and, and him succeed. He has done a good job, and he's. Uh, I know that he's developed that relationship and that rivalry with uh, both U of A, especially with U of A, since he's beat him a few times down there in Tucson, and yeah. uh, and also with ASU. But boy, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, not too many people can say that they're a full time hockey coach uh, and paid a full time employee uh, and working in the ACHA. So that's pretty uh, pretty big time for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can't blame him at all. It's it's a great opportunity for him. Yeah, and then we were, uh, you know, what do you think about uh, the Western Collegiate League? We just, uh, you know, we've, I guess we've added a couple of more teams from the Coach Powers coaching tree this season because we've added uh, Utah, which was not part of that tree, but uh, we had some guys at UNLV that were part of the Coach Powers gang. And yeah. um, and then we've got GCU. We So we added Utah, Grand Canyon, and Vegas to the mix. Uh, what's your in your since you're such a keen uh, assessor of um, of all things ACHA? What, what do you think about us adding those three teams? I think it was a great a great move. Obviously, I'm biased, but I think that um, the job that Greener and Nick are doing at, at UNLV is is really impressive. Very like uh, you know, kind of like Chad. I mean, and not not necessarily, maybe even more so. I mean, UNLV doesn't have a history. They were a at best mediocre division two program for years. That mm-hmm. was unorganized student ran and they took the thing over and, and haven't looked back and, and they recruit well. Um, they have great support locally. Um, and, uh, I think they're really figuring out that culture is going to win and, and, and they're starting to focus on 
building their program with the right kids, not the best kids, but the right kids, I would expect them to take a big step and be a major player in your conference um, right away. You know, and, and Danny, I think will do the, the same. I really do. Um, it's good. I mean, you know, I follow your league still closely, and I mean, back when 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 I was a coach in it, Oklahoma was a powerhouse, and they've obviously taken a step back because you're not running it. You know, um, but uh, it, it, it uh, you want to see programs like that continue to move forward. Uh, UCO, you know, I mean, obviously without Mac there, um, they're going to have to figure out what their, their future looks like. And, and he did such a great job. I mean, the guy won two national championships. Like, I mean, like, how do you, how do you, how do you match that? You know, I mean, what a job that guy did. What a great, great person and great coach he is. Um, so you've had some tremendous programs and people in that league and, you know, in the ACHA, it's it's very cyclical. You, you're up, you're down, you're all over the place. But um, I think it's a great league. You know, I, I really do. Well, I'm biased too, and I agree with you. I think it's a pretty good league, and and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, you know. If the damn pandemic didn't come in, we'd be we'd already be playing games. But I was excited to see what uh, Vegas and Grand Canyon and Utah brought to the table. We already knew that uh, U of A and ASU out there, uh, you know, kind of ran the show, but. Um, uh, I, 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 want, I knew that Vegas was an up and comer and it's, you know, I, the reason why we, why they were accepted into the conference uh, is, is because we knew that they were changing their culture a little bit and going from, as you said, you know, the, the right players as opposed to the best players yep. and uh, you know, focusing on some sustainability as opposed to having to reload every semester. Yep. So I uh, think, I think, I think it's safe to say those, those two guys, they, they they genuinely care and want to build a sustainably successful program. Like I I know that, and, and they will. I have no doubt in my mind they will. You're you're in the you're in Phoenix, and I gotta you know we've talked in the past before. It's it's good. It's easy to recruit. You're talking to kids that are up in Canada or Northwest uh, Northern America, and they're freezing their butts off, and you're sitting outside at the pool. Uh, recruiting these kids when you know it's 70 80 degrees outside and recruiting kids so phoenix is easy to get kids to come to tucson i gotta figure it's probably not as easy but it's easy but what kind of damage could you do if you were coaching in, in vegas oh my god like i mean i don't know i i, I mean the sky's the limit in every way. I mean, it, it, what those guys have there is an ACHA program in, in, in the Knights practice facility. They pack it in every night. Yeah. Um, unbelievable climate, the Vegas, you know, the, 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 the flip side of it is you better be able to manage kids and, and know how to leverage them and, and get them to know how to respect what you're trying to build. You know, that's the biggest challenge I think ACHA coaches have is finding that medium, you know, happy medium where, um, because you, you don't have leverage on kids in terms of scholarships. So if they don't respect you, they're not going to, they're not going to walk the line, you know? And, and so in a, in a community, in a town like that, you, you better have your culture tight and figured out or you're never going to win. And I think that's their progression as a program and what they've learned the hard way and that they've figured out is that they have to have a healthy culture in order to accomplish what they want to accomplish. And I really believe that they'll get it done. Well, I hope so. I hope so. They're, as you say, the ingredients are there because boy, what a beautiful facility, great support. 
a wonderful town, but yeah, you, the last thing you want is for, uh, your student athletes to, uh, stay up all night at the casinos or, or whatever else is open all night in Vegas. And then, yep. uh, you know, walk in for your seven in the morning practice, you know, without, uh, studying, you know, or going to, you know, getting rest or whatever you want them to be, uh, student athletes. That's what they're here all about. Right. As opposed to just being party animals. Exactly. Yeah, it's hard to do in Vegas, but I think we'll figure it out. <laughs> now you've played with it with Arizona state. Um, with your NCAA program, you've done a lot to promote uh, uh, hockey in the West. You've had some showcases. Help me out because I'm I'm uh, I apologize. I haven't uh, don't I don't my memory isn't the best. But I thought you played. Didn't you play a, a showcase series or something in Anaheim? We did. We played Harvard in a series at uh, the Ducks practice facility. The seat's about 3,500. It sold out both nights. Um, we did it last uh, December, and uh, it was awesome. It was, it, was, it was a great experience, and we had a ton of ASU alumni there. And the first night, Harvard got us pretty good. Um, we actually outplayed them, I thought, but, but, but they just, they, they're a hell of a team. And then the second night, we, uh, we ended up giving them a, a, a good game, and we tied them. But it, it was really good hockey. I think it exposed that, that market to really high-end, obviously, college hockey, and, and it, was, it was a lot of fun. And you've, in that same vein, you've also, in, a, in addition to the games that you play in Glendale and there in Phoenix, you've also held ASU home hockey games, if you will, or tournament games in Vegas. Um, yeah, we we actually that that was the turning point of our program was the tournament in Vegas and, and and a lot of people think we hosted that that was that was actually a, a an event company that hosted that and invited us to it we weren't the host really but, but we yeah okay. it was it was a great opportunity for us to actually bust the games um, for once and we did it and uh, <laughs> and that field was was three three top 20 teams at the time in Northern Michigan, Michigan tech and, and Boston college and us. And it was in our, our second full season as an NCAA program. And, and we won it, you know, so our guys tasting that success, winning a trophy, um, it, it really propelled the confidence to, to, in, you know, end the year strong. And, and then that next season we, we made the NCAA tournament our third year. What's what's that like? Uh, you you are kind of on an island, all by yourself out in uh, Tempe. Uh, the the closest NCAA hockey program to you is what up in Colorado with uh, Air Force CC in Denver. Yep. So I mean you're 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 at the airport all the dang time. Oh yeah, we we log a lot of miles. Got a lot of miles, and I'm sure that's on you know air powers, and you have you know a charter and all that all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Living in the lap of luxury. ASU, I'm sure, uh, spares no expense to get the Sun Devils where they need to go. But uh, that, that had to be that had to be uh, pretty awesome, though, to hop on a bus and go play some games locally or close to home, if you will. It was great. It was it was really really cool. Um, and we did it at T-Mobile where the Knights play, and we had we had a lot of a, a really good following, being that it was as close as as it was. And um, you know, it was it was a it was a really fun moment you know and and because that that group of kids went through a lot to come here believe in what we wanted to build and 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 the vision that we kind of created when we recruited them and, and to win a trophy in, in a field with three top 20 teams and us 
it was it was a great moment, you know, and 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 uh, I'm not ashamed to say it. We sent them home on the bus, and the coaches stayed, and we flew home the next day. <laughs> you celebrated a little bit. You found we the, did. You found the UNLV team, and you celebrated with them. I see. I see <laughs> exactly. how it is. Jeez. Well, so so you're spreading the gospel of NCAA college hockey around in uh, the West Coast and the American Southwest. So where's where's the next in your estimation? Nobody listens to this thing, anyways. It's just me, you, and Andrew. <laughs> So we can we can talk here. It's just us. Where's the next Where's the next NCAA hockey team coming from? That's in the West Coast Southwest area. The honest answer is I don't know. You know, it. it uh, I think that we are going to perk some serious eyebrows um, as soon as we're in our new on-campus arena. So that that we will be in that arena in August of 2022. Um, I think, you know, I, I, I can only say so much, but you will hear you will hear um, publicly, definitively that 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 arena is, is a full go um, by mid-November. You know, I mean, obviously there's there's a lot of red tape and optics that you have to worry about during a pandemic announcing a $120 million project. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but, 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 but I can tell you that we are moving forward with it. We will be in it. Um, we have, uh, we have two seasons left doing what we're doing, slumming it at good old Oceanside. Um, but, but as soon as that happens, we will be, we'll quickly become um, a major revenue sport. A major revenue sport. We're confident that that we will we will sell out nearly every game. It's going to be a five thousand seat facility um, with two sheets right in the heart of campus. Um, and, and when we prove, uh, we've already proven, uh, I think, very quick success. And, and Pac twelve schools are are impressed and intrigued. But but when you couple that with um, you know adding a million plus net to the bottom line of an athletic department uh-huh. by this hockey eyebrows are going to perk up and that and that's exactly what we intend and we know we're going to do so it, it's exciting good very good so five thousand seats and that's that's going to be a multi-purpose arena is that that's between the wells fargo the basketball arena and uh, the sun devil the football stadium it, it's just to the uh east of wells fargo so it's across the street it's kind of where the old baseball stadium mm-hmm. um is, is currently, and they're, they're going to knock that down and develop on that. The okay. baseball team moved a few years ago off campus, but um, it's it's right in the heart of campus, right in, in the athletic district, and um, it's going to be it's going to be really nice. And it will be multi-purpose. Gymnastics and wrestling will compete their meets out of the main arena. Uh, they won't practice there, but we will have a practice sheet. We're going to live in an office out of the arena and have a gym there and a lounge and all the good stuff. So it's, it's exciting. Very nice. How many of those 5,000 seats are you going to set aside for, uh, uh students? Uh, there's going to be, you have to, you have to designate 25% of any venue and an event for student seating. So, um, yeah, you do the math, but, 12, uh, 1250. 1250. Okay. Yeah. So, so we, we, you know, it's going to be a steep, I don't know if you've seen Pagula at Penn state, but yep. It's it's kind of designed after that where it's kind of a cement steep student section, you know, behind what the where their goalie will be in the first and third period, and um, it's going to be cool. I think I think it's going to have a, a massive campus effect, and 
um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of, uh, supporters and donors and there's a huge waiting list for season tickets. Now, obviously we play in a thousand seat facility, so there's going to be, but, um, uh, I don't think we're going to have any, any trouble selling tickets. Good. Very good. Well, that, that, uh, that student section there at Pagula up there at Penn state is more like a, uh, like an old soccer terrace, you know, yep. standing room only. And, um, so what do they, what do they call it? Sparky's Inferno. Isn't that what it's called at Oceanside? It is. It's going to be, it, it's, that's what every student section is called. It's called the nine, four, two crew filled the Inferno. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're looking to pack that thing. Now, are they going to do the same uh, dumb, silly things that they do at the basketball games with the shower curtain and all that jazz? If they want to, I'm all for it. You know, we're, we're you know, I've joked we're we're thinking of building like a an ice ramp that goes down in between the student section. Yeah, where we we, we actually go up 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 on a concourse and then the team skates down an ice ramp onto the ice to start the game. How cool! I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's kind of like Clemson <laughs> with Death Valley, right? They walk through the crowd. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to ask exactly. if you're going to put Howard's Rock out there and everybody rubs it. I'm going to put. Uh, it would be really cool, though. We'll yeah. put, that's kind of wild. An ice ramp. Oh, geez. <laughs> so in the, at this place, are you going to have uh, space for uh, for the ACHA team, or are they just going to be relegated to uh, the ocean? No, we, we, we want them to come with us. Um, we want to provide opportunity for them to grow and, and be a part of the facility and, and give them breaks on, um, ice costs and all that good stuff. Um, so that they men's and women's are, are welcome and encouraged to come with us. Now, obviously there, there's incentive for, you know, maybe one of them to stay over at Oceanside because they could inherit our, our locker room and lounge and all that stuff. Um, but uh, it, it's going to be their call, you know, but, but we, we want them to come with us. I think that they can grow, um, and, and it's a great recruiting tool for, for Tate and Lindsay to, to say that they have a, a first-class on-campus facility to, to, to play out of, and, and, and I hope they do. I, well, yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. At least have the chance to, uh, to play there. But yeah, I was going to ask you, you hit on it, you know, uh, you're just not going to abandon Oceanside cause, uh, you've built up, there's been a lot of improvements that have been made to it over the past 10 years. Yeah. Uh, that's, it's a hell of a facility right now. I mean, it's still a little rinky dink place, but it's, you know, it has a lot of character to it. Um, yep. and it has a lot of, uh, you know, behind the scenes and has an awful lot of, uh, it doesn't have an awful lot of seating for fans, but behind the scenes, it has a lot of amenities that, uh, would open the eyes for, uh, players that want to play there. Oh yeah. It, it, it's what Oceanside really, what we've made it is, is a nice practice facility, you know, and, and, and it is, I mean, our, our guys like it. Our, I mean, I mean, we have NHL draft picks that, that really enjoy showing up to the rink every day, you know, and, and um, it, it's, it's, that's what it is. It's not an ideal facility to host games and, um, it's not easy to get opponents to come here now because we're very, very hard to beat there, but, uh, we're going to miss it. I think, I, I think we're going to miss it to a degree, you know, um, I'm going to be happy when we're out of there and we're in a, a first class facility, obviously, but, yeah. um, it, you know, there, there's like you said, I mean, you know, you've been there a million times. There's a certain aura to the place that, um, you know, we we will miss the day that we no longer play there. We really will. You're going to, you're going to miss the days, uh, the stoppages and plays for, uh, the puck going about six feet in the air and it hits the rafters. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and asbestos goes on the ice. Yeah. 
the only the only roof that's lower in the ACH oh, in all of hockey, I think, is that uh, second sheet at Delaware. There, I think everybody yep. has to skate on their uh, skate in a crouch uh, on their knees. Yep. <laughs> Holy smokes! All right. Well, hey. Uh, so you you just mentioned it. Uh, you know, you got NHL players, you got uh, pro players, you got prospects coming in and out of uh, Oceanside. Obviously, um, you know, Arizona State hockey in the desert's uh, a big thing. It's a big attraction. And Greg Powers is um, you're getting some some big hockey names to come to uh, play at ASU. You've had, uh, I know that uh, he just left the team to go play golf, but what, Mario Lemieux's son played for you? Yeah, yeah, great kid. Great, yeah. really great kid, yep. You've got some other, uh, got some other uh children of nhl players that are that have come out there to arizona state to play for you i mean well who's the who's the biggest uh what's the biggest wow moment for greg powers in terms of oh my god it's so-and-so or i mean yeah there's been a lot of them um i i know i think it's 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 gotta be you know mario lemieux you know um he, he he so austin took his visit out here um, and, and Mario came with them and, you know, they came to practice in the morning. We did the campus tour. We did the whole thing. And that night was ironically the first night, the first playoff game that he had missed in person that the Penguins have ever played really? as, as an owner. Yep. So he was in Tempe and, uh, and, and Hixie, my assistant knows, knows him cause they played together when Hixie played for Pittsburgh and uh and so austin uh mario hicksy and i went to dinner and we and we got a table reserved in front of the tv and we watched a pittsburgh penguin playoff game with mario lemieux and that was when i was like what like where am i you know like what's going on right now you know and it was really cool you know great people great family austin obviously is a he's a special golfer and, and he, he made the decision to, to go try and give that a go and become a pro golfer. And, and we support it. That's uh, that's, that's kind of wild. I, I remember this is just, you know, my dumb moment. I had to, um, I sat in the hot seat there at the ACHA for a year as an interim executive director. And I found myself at a USA hockey dinner sitting between uh, Joe Britannia, the uh, commissioner for hockey East on one side of me and Rico Blasi, uh, the head coach there at the time of Miami of Ohio, the national champion, uh, for a couple of years out sitting on the other side of me. And I, you know, pinch myself and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm this fat kid from Oklahoma. You know, what, what, the, what the hell am I doing here? And yeah. uh, I figure, you know, uh, there's all, there's hockey is a very small world and it provides an awful lot of blessings. Um, obviously, you know, you have an NCAA program, you went from ACHA, you know, playing to coaching and now you're, you know, you've got an NCAA program that I think it's fair to say is you were fair, you were fairly deeply ingrained in that thing, right? Yep. Yeah. Without, without Greg Powers, there's no ASU hockey there. No, I'm proud of that. There's a lot of people that, 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 you know, contributed to get us to where we are today. And sure. Sure. It, it, you know, there, there's so many pinch me moments. Like it, it was never intended to happen. I never thought this would happen. Um, it, it wasn't, it really wasn't the, the goal. The goal was to become the best ACHA program in, in the country and win national championships. And we, we did that. Um, and it's led to this. I mean, you mentioned guys like Rico and I mean, 
last year and Rico's now looking for his next gig. Right. And, yep. and I get a call and I knew him, I knew him some, you know, th through the years and, and being NCAA and he gives me a call. He's like, Hey, I want to come out and, and shout at you for a week and, and see what you're doing. That's working so well. And I'm like, really? Like, this is a guy I used to watch on ESPN, you know, that, that, that is in frozen fours and he's, he's calling asking, can I come and, see what ASU is doing that, that's making you so successful. And he flew out and I spent a week with the guy, you know, and, and we've become pretty good friends and, and talk a lot. And, and that, that's, that's like, that's humbling because it's, it's just a really, really good coach. Um, you know, the, and, and that's what I've learned is, is the best coaches are always still learning. They're always looking to evolve and try new things and, and, and do different things. And, and, um, it's been, it's been a really, really cool journey. And, and I think it's just starting still. Very good. Very good. Well, that, that is cool. They, you're always wanting to, uh, as you said, uh, about the women earlier, the best coaches are, are sponges. They're trying to soak up, uh, they, they just want to get better. And, uh, that's why they're the best. They're always trying to learn. And so, uh, once you think you have all the answers, that's when, uh, you, you know, you've crossed the uh, apex and you're on the downward slide there. So, yep. Oh, well, all right. Well, Hey, let's talk about some, uh, some fun stuff there because, um, one of the things I have noticed in the ACHA, uh, when you were coaching Arizona state, you were heavy into fashion. Um, you were always <laughs> one of the sharpest dressed coaches on the bench, rocking a three piece suit, you know, never saw you without a vest. <laughs> and now I'm looking at you on the bench and you're out there in this coach's casual outfit of, yeah. uh, you know, some fancy Cole Hans and a nice pair of slacks and the, and the zip up jacket. What's, uh, what's going on there? Cutting edge, cutting edge of fashion, you know, and, and <laughs> you know, when you're as ugly as I am, you, you got to get creative, Chris. And we went to China last year. We went to Beijing and, and at the start of the season in late July, early August, and we played a, a bunch of Russian pro teams, KHL teams, VHL teams in a tournament. It was a great experience. And Adidas was excited about it. And, and they outfitted our staff with some really comfy bench attire, you know, that we didn't have to travel over in suits. And we just liked it so much. We stuck with it and, 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 and they spoil us pretty good. And, um, I, I tell you what, there's nothing worse than, I mean, you know, you show up to the, the rink on the road or at home, you know, two and a half, three hours before, you know, puck drop Yeah, sitting around that long in, in a monkey suit. There's nothing worse. Oh, and, yeah. and so, so we, we, we came up with a way to, to still look what we think is sharp, um, and, and, and represent our, our partner Adidas in, in a, in a positive way. And, and it, and it worked. I think a lot of people liked it. I think maybe some traditionalists didn't, but uh, you know me. I don't really care about that. And uh, we uh, we're gonna stick with it. We're gonna we're gonna continue to be casual and comfortable. And and uh, we we really really enjoyed it. Well, it's a it's a I think it's a pretty slick look. And I know that uh, there's a certain ACHA coach there at ASU that enjoys that slick look as well. Um, uh, he, he doesn't have to dress up in a monkey suit, as you say. So, nope. uh, he's, he really appreciates, uh, it, it's a, it's a sharp look and uh, it's a, uh, it's a trendy look. And I figure that's got to help you. And I'm not, you know, 
you know, blowing smoke up your skirt or anything, but I figure that's got to be part of the part of the package that you're selling to get kids to come to Arizona say, yeah, you've got sun. Yeah. You've got, uh, you know, you know, beautiful surroundings, uh, on campus and off there. And yeah, you're playing, you know, top level hockey going to, uh, the NCAA frozen four tournament and, uh, you know, being ranked in the top 20, uh, almost all the time now. I mean, it's just a regular, it's come to be expected and you've got a brand new arena that you're going to, and here's your coach who's, uh, you know, he's not some old, codger he's uh you know he's pretty sharp you know looking uh contemporary dude and i figure that's got to be part of the whole uh package that you're selling to get kids to come to asu yeah we want to be different you know i mean we are different i, I mean hot division one hockey at arizona state is not traditional it's not you know uh the norm it's it, it we want to be outside of the box and different in every way and we want kids that want to be a part of that, you know, and, 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 you know, it, it, it is part of it. You know, it, 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 I think it matches our staff's personality and our relationships with our guys. It's, we, 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 we have a, we have, we, we consider ourselves, you know, players, coaches in every way. And, and um, I don't know. I, I just feel like maybe you're a little bit more approachable to kids Um if, if you don't take yourself that serious, you know, and, and, uh, and, and I think that adds to it, you know, I, I, and let's call a spade a spade. It's just so much more comfortable. It's easier to pack when you travel. Oh yeah. And, 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 you know, last year was, was, I mean, we, we would sit in the coach's room before games and just be like, can you like, it's uncomfortable sitting, especially in the three piece suit, like I used to wear. Um, you know, it, it's just so much better when you have Adidas spoiling you saying, Hey, if you wear our stuff, we're going to send you all kinds of stuff. Um, you're going to do it, you know, and, and we did it. And, and I don't think we're going to look back. We had the support of our administration to do it and they loved the idea. They loved how it looked in China. And, and, uh, I think for the most part, it was probably 95% positive feedback. Good, good. Well, so so when so when Herm Edwards when he objected and he was the guy who said no, um, he you couldn't convince him to uh, get casual on the football field. Is that the deal? <laughs> he's the five, he's the five percent objecting. Is that is that what you're saying? No, I don't think so. I think Herm likes it. Herm, <laughs> Herm comes to games. He, he loves he loves what we're doing. He uh, no, I think I think Herm supports it. I really do. Yeah. I think Bobby does too. It, uh, I don't think anybody at ASU doesn't support it. Maybe some college hockey traditionalists do, but yeah. uh, you know, whatever they they can they can wear their suits and ties and and be uncomfortable, and we won't be. Yep, whatever works, whatever works. Well, you are also, I know uh, one of the things that you you like to do. Uh, the kids always say, you know, look good, feel good, play good. Um, you were on the uh, cutting edge for uh, player uniforms as well. I remember one year you dressed uh, ASU out in some roller hockey outfits. Um, it seemed <laughs> lightning bolts going up and down the legs and all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, one of the things I enjoy now is kind of you follow along the ASU Twitter account or the social media accounts, whatever. Especially the high, the hockey equipment guy. How many different variations of uniforms does ASU have from Adidas? Oh man, it's crazy. Um, you, you guys are like the, it, the almost like the Texas Tech of NCAA hockey because there's a different well, a different combination every day. It goes into the mantra we wanted to be different, and, and we 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 set out to be 
the Oregon of college hockey. Like Oregon has a different uniform every time they take the field, right? Yeah. So okay. um, Adidas has really supported that that mantra in every way. Um, I, there's over 200 different combos. Um, we have, I think, seven different jerseys. We have nine different helmets. Uh, as I'm sitting in my home office right now, I have, I, have, I have one of each helmet underneath my ACHA Division One trophy. Um, <laughs> as a champion. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, you know, kids like it. I, I think it's cool. There's some combos I'm not a fan of. There, there's some that I really like. Um, but uh, our, the, the, the lion's share of, our, our, of the credit for, for that creativity, it goes to Adidas, obviously, and our equipment manager, John Loughner, does an unbelievable job with it. He has carte blanche to do whatever he wants. Um, he always obviously runs the final stuff by me, but I'm usually just like, yep, good. Um, and we have new stuff coming out this year. I mean, last year we had the, the throwback gold jersey and, 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 a, and a really cool video that, that Austin Matthews did for us. And that went viral and, and did wonders for us, you know, from a notoriety standpoint, having him in it. Um, and we've done some really cool stuff with, 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 our, uh, with, with how we look. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. I was just going to, when you mentioned uh, the, the, that gold jersey, I was uh, going to bring up the, the Austin Matthews thing, but you, you already beat me to it. That's got to be pretty cool to have the support of some local guys uh, that are playing in the NHL. Uh, to Even though they didn't play at ASU, you know, the program just got uh, started after they were you know, long gone. But uh, that's got to be pretty cool to have some support from uh, current NHLers as well, as well as all the guys that have retired and have found their home there in the Valley. Yeah, it, it is. I think I think a lot of guys really appreciate what we go through and the the modest facility that we play in. That we're an independent and we've been able to find success. Austin is is one in particular that has really just adopted us as his college program. You know, and he's from Scottsdale. He, he's he's at the rink quite a bit. Watches practices. He, he's tight with our our equipment guy. We've gone golfing quite a bit. He. He's a great kid. He's a really good kid, and he's proud of um, hockey in this region, and and we're part of that, um, you know. And and he's one of the biggest reasons for for the tremendous amount of growth that that we've seen in, in the Southwest. I mean, he's he's arguably the best player in the world, and he's from Scottsdale. So when you have guys like that willing to step up and promote your program for you, and take a tremendous amount of pride in your success it, it goes a long way it really does hey, all right i'm, I'm going to switch switch it up on you because you just mentioned uh your all the success that you've had in in the uh they're developing the asu program and they're in scottsdale and you know getting a lot of notoriety and again no one's listening to this so we can tell the truth here <laughs> how many how many programs of how many traditional or shouldn't say you've someone tell me that someone has called Greg powers and said, Hey, come on time for you to leave Arizona state and come over to uh, Boston college or Bowling green or, you know, a traditional hockey name that's happened. Hasn't it? You don't have to tell me who, but just it's happened. I mean, I think there's been interest from like various entities, not necessarily just colleges, but um, I mean, when you, when you achieve the success that we have as quickly as we, we, we've done it, I think you're going to draw some interest, right? Like that's just, that's just human nature, but you know me and, and this is just, this is home. You know, it's never been about 
financial gain for me ever. It's never been about, you know, I, I, I love Arizona state. I love hockey at Arizona state. And I, I don't know what it would take to ever pull me out of here. I, I really don't, you know, it, it, it's just, it's home. It's what I know. And, and, and I, I feel like we're just scratching the surface. Like we've accomplished so much, but you know, now we have a new arena coming, you know, we're, we're, we're looking to join a conference in the next two years. Um, and, and so much more success and, and, and accolades and, and accomplishments are ahead of us that um, I want to see through. And, 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 I, and I feel like it's my responsibility to see through. And I'm 43. I'm young. You know, I got a lot of a lot of years ahead of me, hopefully. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm completely focused on on the here and now at ASU. All right, so we can put it to bed. When the Tucson Roadrunners need a head coach, they can go pound salt is what you're saying, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine you coaching down there at the TCC. That would be hilarious. Gosh. All right, let's, let's wind this up with some, uh, with some fun stuff. Um, now that you've gone big time, um, you don't allow the college, the ACHA programs, to use the pitchfork. Um, they've now been told that they have to use the old ASU logo, Sparky the Devil. Um, and that's, you know, I heard that came directly from Greg Powers. The desk of Greg Powers, there's a memo out there that uh, said that, that. Sorry, guys, suck it. You, Adidas did the pitchfork. You have to use the lowly Sparky. So I'm, I'm going to ask you, as a, as a player, as a coach of Sparky and a coach now of the Adidas, the pitchfork, which one's the best logo? Hands down, Sparky. Not even close. Well, then why, why, why do you guys, uh, do you try to incorporate sparking into the Adidas stuff or is it just because, you know, how hard it is for the NCAA programs to incorporate Sparky? It's, it's next to impossible. So we have one thing that we've been able to do with Sparky and, and it's, it's, it's a side of a helmet. It's a decal on a helmet that we could only wear yeah. two times last season because we, we had to call it like a throwback night. Um, Sparky is, is what epitomizes Arizona state. The pitchfork, I think is synonymous with Arizona state, but, um, and, and that, that wherever you heard that, that was a memo for me is complete BS. Oh, but, come on. Um, but I have my but, sources. No, well you, you so do I, <laughs> it, it, but I'm, I'm just but, making uh, it up. But at the end of the day, you know, you, the, 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 you know, when, when you have, I mean, hockey is a big sport on this campus, and we have an NCAA team. We have two men's ACHA teams, um, and they could have three if they wanted back again. That's how many kids are getting tryout now. Mm-hmm. We have women's team with with a lot of kids on it. I think Lindsay could probably start to develop a Division two program if they could find people to play. Um, so you have to differentiate. You know, I mean, it. it it just is what it is, you know, and, and those programs know that at the end of the day, they have my unwavering support in every way. And, and, um, you know, I'm an, I'm an old school ASU guy. I'm sparky all the way. Uh, hey, well, I, I'm just, you know, me, I'm just trying to cause trouble. So I, all that stuff about yeah. the memo I knew was, was a bunch of bunk, but I figured well, that's, what, get you that's going. what lawyers do, right? Lawyers are liars, right? That's what they, if they're, <laughs> if they're, if they're breathing and moving their gums they're liars. <laughs> well, I, hey, I like I like the Sparky logo too. Um, growing up, that's you know that was Arizona State, and it is Arizona State. 
And I think it's pretty cool now how most of the uh, big schools, obviously Arizona State, um, they get their own font and lettering, and you know it's 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 there so that when you see something written in a particular way, you know what school it is that they're talking about, whether it's hockey, softball, volleyball, football, whatever it is. Yeah. So I, so and I get it. I get it. I just wanted to you know uh, p- pinch you a little bit and get you going there. So. <laughs> All right. Um, you, not including the championship game in 2014 where you beat Robert Morris in Chicago. Wasn't it in Chicago? No, it was in Delaware. In Delaware. When you beat Robert Morris in Delaware. Oh, God, you played on that Olympic rink? That's where you beat Yeah, him? we did. We oh, did. yuck. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not counting that game. What was the most satisfying ACHA win that comes to mind like the one right now? It, it, the most satisfying win, period, like of my coaching career, yeah. if you want to call it that, um, is still when, when I was an ACHA coach. And it was when we went to Penn State and we beat their NCAA team. Can you believe uh, that? Yeah, that was easily. It's not, it's not even close. More than the national championship. What that did to grow the sport on our campus and, and raise awareness of hockey at Arizona State that that to me is why we're Division One today. It's not because of, of winning a national championship. That helped, you know. It certainly solidified it and, and gained the support we needed to make it happen. But um, you know, when, when an ACHA team goes on the road and, and, and does that, it's a big deal. And, and it, I'll never forget after that game the the text and the phone calls and the pride that the entire ACHA had in, in that win. Everybody kind of went through it with us and. Um, you know, it, and, and it, I think helped validate that, that, that level of hockey is legitimate and, 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 and the people at that level take a tremendous amount of pride in everything that they do and how they go about their business. And, and I'll never forget it. It was an unbelievable moment in, in, in our program and, and, uh, and certainly my, my coaching career. One of the things that, uh, I enjoy most about, you and this is this is me blowing smoke up your skirt so hold on for a second um but one of the things that i enjoy most about the asu moving to ncaa story is the fact that at the same time i was involved with an oklahoma program that we didn't have nearly the powerhouse players that you guys did but we were similarly situated along the ways and we also went to penn state that same year i think it was that same year and we had those guys dead in the water but yep. we but we couldn't finish it and yep. and you did um i think that it was i don't know if it was that same year or the next year or maybe it was the year before we both went to uh vancouver and played ubc and simon fraser and you know my oklahoma team had ubc on the ropes yep and we couldn't finish it uh, lost it in overtime uh, you and we, you know, took it on the chin against Simon Fraser. You, I think, put UBC uh, on the ropes big time, and then uh, came out and smoked Simon Fraser. Was if I think it was. Yep. So uh, you know, it's it was nice to see. You know, we were both similarly similarly situated, but obviously the Oklahoma program didn't sustain it, whereas the Arizona State program did sustain that success. And obviously, they had you know smart leadership at the time. And they still have smart leadership, and now look where they are. It's it, you know, it's it's pretty damn uh, special from someone who was uh, from someone who was there, you know, trying to you know compete. I thought it was you know two big dogs running with one another, 
and uh you know obviously my dog lost that race and uh <laughs> look, look here i'm doing a cheesy podcast and you're you're coaching uh ncaa you know sweet 16 team so it's pretty uh it's a pretty neat part of the story at least from my perspective because uh i i know from where you came and i know that it's a hard it's been a hard journey a long journey but i also know that it's very very rewarding yeah, so. well, I appreciate that. But you, you, what, what you got to understand, and everybody has to understand, is that it was people like you and experiences against teams like Oklahoma that um, made us what we are. You know, I mean, it, 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 you had a hell of a program and a hell of a team. And and remember, when 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 I started with ASU, you were light years ahead, and and and, and almost a model out west. You know, you I mean you were. You know, and so um, it it. it it, 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 that's what makes this whole thing really cool. You know, it, 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 it's unique. And, and I think hopefully what, what we've been able to do and, and myself will prove to a lot of people that, um, you know, passion trumps logic, you know, and, and it always should. All right, let's wind this up really quick. I want you to name names. Okay. I know that when yeah. you go on the road, you probably get hit up by a lot of folks for free tickets. When you go to Cornell, when you go to BC, when you go to Notre Dame, North Dakota, yeah. and there's probably a lot of ACHA folks that say, Hey Greg, remember me? Remember me? So who's, 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 <laughs> who's the worst offender from the ACHA folks that is always hitting you up for free tickets? Oh man! And don't say one of your yeah. don't, don't say one of your ASU guys because that's no fun. Say like a no, you know, a Sean you know, Hogan you know, or a honestly probably a good a good name to throw. Hey, that, that's done it. That's done it more than once is Marshall Stevenson, <laughs> the executive director of the ACHA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, great guy. You know, and I don't know how he's doing now. It's been a couple of years, but uh, but yeah, he, he he did it more than once. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> why does that not surprise me good old marshall i, I hope he's doing well too yeah um, i do too so, nice guy yeah nice guy but where was this at cornell i bet right god I, where was clarkson maybe clarkson um, yeah no no that would be clarkson that's closer to home for him yeah, yeah. oh geez yeah. I, I, I figured for sure it'd be like, uh, you know, Kid Dynamite or something when you go to Ohio State or uh, wherever he Kid is Dynamite, now. Kid Dynamite, I, I took, you know what? He, in fairness to him, uh, he did not ask for tickets last year when we went to Michigan State. He lives in Lansing, but his wife works for the uh, athletic department yeah. at Michigan State. So She's a big wheel. She's a big wheel. Yep, she's a big wheel. He married up. He outkicked his coverage in, in, in more ways than one. Isn't that the truth? That was his best recruit to Arizona ever. It was. It really was. Yeah. What a deal. What a deal. All right. So can you believe it? We've been jibber-jabbering here for about an hour. Do you feel like you've, you've uh, now that you've been on the WCHL podcast, that uh, you know you can uh, go back to coaching the NCAA in, uh, in a happy vein now? I feel like I might be able to just retire. <laughs> what, what's all today? I, I feel like I've made it. I mean, it. it I tell it. everybody. I literally tell everybody that asked me that 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 you know cares. The best commissioner, not in the ACHA, not in the NCAA, in all of hockey, is Chris Perry. It's You're not even close. And to be on be on your podcast for the first time is is a tremendous honor. It really is. 
You're so full of it. All right. Hey, nobody's listening. What's, uh, nobody's listening. Nobody pays attention except for me and you and about 10 other folks. Um, <laughs> we're in the middle of a pandemic. What are we going to do for, uh, what's the NCAA and Arizona state hockey going to do for the 2020, 2021 season? Are we going to play or are we not going to play? We're going to play. We're going to play. I think we'll play. Um, we're looking at a target start date of November 20th ish, maybe Thanksgiving. Um, but we are going to play. Uh, there's a lot of balls in the air for us right now, but obviously being an independent, it's been challenging trying to, to make a schedule and revise our schedule. But we, uh, you're going to see probably in the next week, uh, an announcement. Unfortunately, I cannot say what it is, despite you saying and claiming you have no listeners, but I know you do. Um, but uh, we, we, we are excited about a very, very promising scheduling arrangement with a major conference that will give us uh, a, a seat at the table and, and a meaningful season for our kids, which is all we want to do. And um, I think you'll see an announcement probably in the next week. Very nice. Well, I'm uh, crossing my fingers that we do get to play. Um, you know, we're going to be, if one of the things we're, we're, we've, we're going to have a playoff this year in the Western collegiate league. Can you believe it? That is awesome. And we're bringing That's, it to Scottsdale. Uh, really? You're going to come here? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're going to the ice den in Scottsdale. It's going to be March 26th through the 28th. Oh, yep. I'll be there front and center. Awesome. We'll, uh, we'll get you a special seat there in commissioner's corner and, um, yeah, well, maybe we'll get you out there and drop the puck. Dude, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. that'd be awesome. That, I think that'd be fun. But you're you're probably going to be big time in us all playing. You know, Frozen Four somewhere, or in in, <laughs> in some NCAA bubble somewhere. So what are you talking about? You know, rubbing shoulders yeah, with rubbing shoulders with number you know sixty six and uh, Sydney and Ray Bork and all those <laughs> other guys. You know, lifestyles of the rich and famous. What is it? What, what do they say? Champagne dreams and caviar wishes, or something like that. <laughs> Greg Powers, the head coach, Mister Big himself, the head coach for the NCAA Arizona State Sun Devils. I can't thank you enough for slumming and coming on to the WCHL podcast. I can't believe you have the time. You must be so bored. You know, I'm not bored. I just, I really think you have a great podcast, and and. And, uh, like I said, I've been, I've been on quite a bit of these the last, you know, three, four years. And this is the highlight. It's the clear highlight. Uh, I'm sure my wife's going to listen to it and cherish this moment. (laughs) And, um, she'll be number, she'll be number 12 or or 13. Uh, (laughs) Gosh, I apologize. I apologize. Well, Hey Greg, I appreciate it. Hold on there for a second. I'm going to hit the outro music. Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening to this edition of the WCHL podcast can't thank Greg Powers enough for being on here. Um, can't believe you had the time to spare with us low peons in the uh, hockey world. Uh, but uh, what a what a guy. So uh, everybody, stay safe, stay well, wash your hands, wear a mask, and uh, let's hope we get a nice announcement or two so we can play hockey soon. So oh, look at that. See, this is high-quality stuff right here. I hit the wrong damn button. Can you believe it, Greg? <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my God. Here we go. There's the right music. It's late. Let's get out of here. Say goodbye, Greg. Goodbye, everybody.